It's so lovely, isn't it, just to be together this time of year. Uh, it's funny, as we drove here, I saw just so many other cars going to so many other churches just here in our community. It's just wonderful. I just said, as Chantel, as we're leaving, this is probably the most uh, populated or uh, attended kind of service or time of the year at Christmas time as we gather, friends and family uh, together, and we celebrate and we sing these age-old songs together, and uh, we hear the Christmas message, and we try and somehow just relate those uh, those truths, those things that happened all those years ago, and try and relate them to our lives today. Uh, this evening, we've kind of given it the theme, Joy to the World, and you may have seen our publicity on there that just simply said, Joy to the World, and it's based on that first uh, carol, that song that we sang earlier. The song itself was never intended to be a song. It was a poem which was written in 1719, 300 years to the day, or to this year. And it was simply a poem, had no intention of ever becoming what it has been, one of our best known and best loved carols. It was taken actually by a writer who uh, wrote a whole collection of poems based upon the Psalms and in the context of Jesus' life. And it was taken really from Psalm 98, which Corinne read to us. And it speaks of making a new song, talks about salvation to God's people. It introduces all these wonderful instruments that, that were used then and are still used today. But it also includes the, the sounds made from God's creation, it talks about the mountains and the rivers and the seas. But contained in it are three times mentioned the word joy. Shout for joy to the Lord. Shout for joy before the Lord. And it says, let the mountains sing together for joy. Joy is a time, uh, is, a, is a theme really that's synonymous very much with Christmas time as we gather together with friends and family and time together we're giving and receiving of presents. For me, I, I just love gathering with friends and family and friends that we wouldn't necessarily see throughout the year just to gather together and just share with each other. But joy is different to happiness as Laura mentioned earlier. It's, a, it's an emotion, it's a feeling, but it's also a mindset, something which can be cultivated through life spent with Jesus and relationship with God. Joy was announced and pronounced at the coming of Jesus, and that is contained in the second reading that we had in Luke chapter 2, when the angels come together collectively and they visit these shepherds who are out in the fields tending their sheep. And you can imagine they were terrified at the sight of these angels that come before them. And the angels say to the shepherds, do not be afraid. I think for many of us this year, this Christmas, if you take nothing else from what we say or what you experience this evening, if that's a word for you from the Lord that just simply says, do not be afraid. They go on to say, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Now these shepherds just weren't any old shepherds. Many of us have kind of known the story that we think, oh, they were just the common folks out there tending the sheep and, and God chose the common people to, to kind of show that he would identify with them. And to a certain degree, that's sort of true in that God got into the, Jesus himself rubbed shoulders with the last, the least, and the lost, and he still does today. But these shepherds were, shepherd, were, were really uh, significant proper shepherds because they were tending the very lambs which would have been used for sacrifice in the temple 
in Jerusalem, which was just outside of Jerusalem, out there. So they were actually special shepherds that were tending these precious little lambs that would be sacrifices used in the temple. Later, Jesus would grow to become not only the good shepherd, but the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. And God chose to reveal himself to those shepherds those days for one which would supersede the old way and the old system. So to these shepherds, the angels say, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all of the people. That was then and the same is true for us today. Through the birth, the life, the death and resurrection of Jesus, we can all experience joy in our lives. But it is something much deeper than just happiness and is apart from personal circumstances. Joy is known as a fruit of the Spirit, which we read in Galatians about love, joy, peace, patience. It's something that's cultivated through having a relationship with Jesus. It is a constant state of well-being, learned by believing a God who is trustworthy and then acting on that belief. It doesn't just happen, it comes through relationship. And I want to unpack just three brief things here as to how do we actually receive this joy and how do we experience and live this kind of joy. Firstly, I want to say this, is that now is the time to celebrate. Life can be hectic, can't it? You know, many of us are busting to just get to Christmas. A question I often hear asked all the time is, are you ready? Are you ready for Christmas? Like you can imagine asking a teenager, are you ready for Christmas? You're like, what are you talking about? I, I, school finished on Friday, of course I'm ready. You know, you ask most men, are you ready? And they kind of look at their wives and say, are we ready? It's like, you know, this is a hectic time, right? Life is full of things we have to do, deadlines, arrangements, things that happen. But also life throws at us all kinds of curveballs which we don't expect. Could be sickness, could be unemployment, could be relational fallout, loneliness, depression. The list goes on of all kinds of things that we experience in our lives. It's difficult. Could be led to believe that in order to experience joy, we have to have every box ticked and just everything just so. You need to have the ducks in a row for you to sit down and think, oh, now I feel joyful. Life just doesn't work like that. The psalmist writes, this is the very day of the Lord that brings gladness and joy, filling our hearts with glee. This is the day, or now is the time. Now is the time to celebrate joy and be joyful, regardless of circumstance, regardless of our situation, regardless of actually what's going on in our lives or how we feel feel on the inside now I fully appreciate as I'm saying those words you could be thinking that's pretty trite you don't know what's going on in my life you don't know how difficult things have been for me recently Paul writing to the church in Philippi says this rejoice in the Lord always I will say it again rejoice again we could imagine oh, it's easy for him to say he was Paul Saint Paul we can imagine ah oh, it's just easy ah oh, you can say that but when we understand the circumstances that he was in, he was in prison at the time when he writes those very words. He's in a cell, trapped, doesn't know what his future's gonna hold, living with uncertainty. And he writes, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. How is this possible? How 
is it possible to rejoice and to have joyfulness within our lives? Several of us in our church community, and I'm sure there are guests here this evening, you will have experienced loss during the year, the loss of a loved one. And our hearts are with you, and we, we join with you in prayer. It would be amiss for me not to acknowledge the loss that we suffered ourselves as a church community with the, with the passing of our dear friend Steve Fugard, who sadly passed away in September. Steve was the founding father of Carrick Fergus Vineyard. His fingerprints are all over this church, and he's left an incredible legacy here with us. Together with his incredible wife Elaine and their kids, they helped plant the church over nine years ago. And if you've been part of our church community, you'll have seen just how incredibly brave and bold uh, Elaine and her children uh, have been as they've journeyed this gut-wrenching, terrible, terrible loss. Over the weeks, we have spent uh, significant time uh, both personally with, with Elaine and, uh, and together here, and you'll have seen uh, her in particular just grieving in, privately and publicly, just with great, great courage. And it's right that, that that would be expressed in that way. We've also seen the privilege of seeing incredible joy as well. Just last Thursday, a number of us, we had a party together. We celebrated uh, in a local pub. And Elaine was there with three friends that she brought along. And there were moments when I just glanced across and I just saw and heard, in fact, the laughter that came from this table. And you'd look and you'd see and you'd listen, you'd think, how is that possible? How on earth is that possible? It's possible because Elaine has decided to press into relationship with Jesus. Day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute at times, when she just continues to give her raw, raw emotions of what's happened and acknowledging it, acknowledging the pain, and yet trusting, and yet hoping. That's how. That's how. I'm going to end uh, in a few minutes, uh, but I'm jumping ahead to a verse in Nehemiah, which I'll quote again in a minute. The joy of the Lord is her strength. And it only comes through spending time by being honest with our, with our very lives and saying, here, have it. I will trust in you. Mother Teresa uh, is an incredible woman who displayed great joy. She was fun and she was mischievous. She was always up to no good, but in a fun way. And she ministered to the poorest and deepest uh, painful situations in the city of, uh, called Calcutta in India. And these are some words written about Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa left happiness to find joy. The difference between happiness and joy is that happiness avoids suffering and joy endures suffering in hope. To say that Mother Teresa left happiness to find joy means that she went towards suffering in hope. The suffering was not first, her, was not first hers, though it became hers, because she stayed close to those who suffer. And her own words on the subject of joy was this, suffering is inevitable, but joy is a choice. 
Where there is love, there is joy. Secondly, how do we cultivate joy in our lives? Get over your selfie. This is the era, this is the time of the selfie where we look at ourselves and there's probably never been a time in culture and society when we've been so self-absorbed with our own selves, with our own stuff and the way we look and the way we are and the way that we carry ourselves. We make so much of life about ourselves. If we want to cultivate joy in our lives, get over your selfie. Because looking at ourselves actually steals and robs us of the joy that we have because we get so self-absorbed and we end up worshipping ourselves. And that never brings us hope and never brings us joy. Christmas is the most incredible time where we get to give and we get to share. And that's wonderful and that brings us joy. But also it can be this time when it's all about us. It's all about me and what I can get. The age of materialism where we have made possessions and stuff just about us. It just never really satisfies and never really feeds our deepest soul needs in, in terms of what we actually do need. Our young people uh, were asked the question, what brings you joy? And you've laughed at many of the, uh, the things that were said there about what brings them joy. Uh, in fact, there was one piece there that nearly didn't make the video editing cut, and it was slightly verging on inappropriateness. It's something about Lavery's, which uh, I believe is a bar, I think, or something like that. And uh, anyway, the, the child looked, uh, resembled a lot like his mother, actually. Um, but anyway... Uh, some of the things that were said were it was about food and about McDonald's and this, that, the other. There were also some other things in there. It was about friends and about family, this shared experience. It's those things that we take the gaze off of ourselves and we place them onto him, but we place it onto others. And we begin to see the joy of creation, the things that the creator has actually given us. So we take the gaze off of ourselves, and we put it on to the things that God's given us. Get over your selfie. And lastly, another way that we can cultivate joy in our lives is to develop a rhythm of rest and celebration. God's chosen people, Israel, practice what, we, what is called Sabbath. And Sabbath just simply means a day of rest. It means taking time out of the hectic, busy lives that many of us live. Also, the people of Israel would have had festivals, these things throughout uh, the year, which they would have taken time to stop work and they would have just celebrated together, much like the same as what we do. And Christmas is a great, great example where we get to stop, take time with people that we love and celebrate together. And it's really important that we do that and we cultivate and carve out specific time that we would do that so that joy can come. The book of Nehemiah is found in the Old Testament. And it's this incredible story where this, uh, where this great, great leader brings together God's people and they spend days and days and weeks, in fact, rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, which surround the old uh, center of Jerusalem. And for days, they're working at it. They come under threat of opposition and attack. And uh, towards the end of the rebuilding of the walls, Nehemiah calls the people together he says it's the time to stop. We need to take time out. And we read this. Nehemiah says to the people, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
Nehemiah calls the people to a party. Go and eat. Go and drink sweet drinks together. Christmas is a wonderful time. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate together. But let's also bring others into the party. It says in there, send some food, send some things to those who've nothing prepared. What I love about Christmas is a great time when we're so generous, when we dip our hands in our pockets and we give to those who have nothing. Or we give to those who have need. We are so, so excited for Christmas Day. Christmas Day, we have 45 guests uh, individuals, families, people within our local community who are lonely or for whatever reasons that they have in their lives are going to be on their own at Christmas. And together, 45 of the guests are coming. It's such a privilege. are going to come to the pub at Oni's. We're together with a crowd of us. We're going to host them. And, uh, and the folks there at the pub are going to feed them a three-course dinner. And we're going to get to celebrate together. And they're all going to have an individual Christmas gift given to them. It's just such a wonderful uh, party and celebration. It's the kingdom. That is the kingdom come to earth. We're so excited for that. Nehemiah says, this day is holy to our Lord. The word holy here actually is where we get the English word holiday. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord will be your strength. We celebrate this truth together. We celebrate the coming of Jesus. We need not be afraid. Because Jesus, who is the good news, has come to bring great joy for all the people. Wish you, your families, your loved ones, your neighbors, your colleagues, a real Merry Christmas, a happy, a peaceful, and a joyful Christmas. Amen.